this is Thoughts Become Things. With each episode, we'll help you reach the highest creative potential that God has for you. With your host, a teacher, life coach, a dream coach, and motivational speaker, Jeremy Lopez. everyone and welcome to another podcast of Thoughts Become Things. I'm Jeremy Lopez and what a day. What a week we've had so far. Like we are finally in 2022. Can you believe it? It's almost like getting goosebumps on my arm thinking, oh my goodness, we're already there. Like we're already in that year 2022. I remember when 1999, uh, you know, was coming. How many of you remember this song by Prince? I know some of you are not so older than now. You remember some of this music. But remember the song Prince? You know, was it uh, we're going to party like it's 1999? I remember remember in the late 80s and, and early uh, 90s when you heard that song and you're thinking, oh my gosh, we're coming onto we're like the one and the nine is going to change. We're coming into a new century, you know, and it's like, whoa, you know, and then all of a sudden you look back and you think, okay, when I was in my early 20s and I heard that song, we're going to party like it's 1999. Well, guess what? It's way past that. <laughs> we won't say how many years it's actually past that. But folks, we have reached our 2022. Wow. Time flies and you're having fun in the kingdom, I tell you. So, today I'm excited, as you can tell, and I wanted to talk about something that I believe is really important because I believe it, it houses every person, everything um, that we do in our lives. You know, we hear, we, we know about the universal law of sowing and reaping. We understand, you know, given it shall be given. We know what you put out there comes back to you. We hear all that, right? But... Let's check out the heart today to make sure the heart is actually truly in the right place when it deals with giving, can we? So let's go ahead and today and talk about um, what your heart is really made of, because I think that's going to be a good title. What is the heart really made of in today's podcast? And by the way, let me say this really quick. I just launched out my brand new book and workbook this month uh, for the month of January. And um, I'm excited because it's a combo on our website and it's actually called Numbers. And it's decoding the numbers of the kingdom. And folks, we are like, blowing out of the water like we're selling out completely of these books and workbooks and the ebooks are selling like crazy as well so food for thought if you guys want to know about numbers and synchronicities and patterns and and knowing what the numbers represent and mean from all different types of spectrums of life you know even christianity and even outside of christianity guys you need to get this book and workbook you're going to be shocked how many people have already written in and said, wow, I, d- I thought I knew what this number meant, but wow, you take it to another level. Like, thank you. So go today to identitynetwork.net and just put in the word numbers and you'll pull it up. It's a, it's a combo uh, from me, Jeremy Lopez. All right, but order it today before you run out again. <laughs> Your combo. You'll want to get the workbook with it, definitely. So I wanted to sort of plug that because it's very important to understand numerology from a biblical point of view, but also from a, from a world point of view, other traditions, cultures, religions, because we want to know what they think about numbers and how they derive their definition and and their thinking to that, right? So check it out today, definitely. So let's talk about giving. Let's talk about what the heart is really made of. I like to say say it this way, let's put the heart to the test. Can we? Can we really put the heart to the test? Now you might say, okay, I'm curious, Jeremy, where are you going to go with this? Well, let me tell you something. I got to reading the other day a great verse, which is in uh, Luke chapter, uh, well, it's actually uh, Luke uh, chapter 6, verse 35, Luke 6, 35, and it will astound you because of the fact it's 
so it's a nice pretty sweet scripture <laughs> but yet it actually has something that we don't pay attention to it says this but love your enemies first and foremost number one key thing before we bash anybody on this planet you got to remember God says love them love 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 conquers all so it says but love your enemies and do good and lend. Now, let me say, I'm going to throw this in there for those of you who, because I like to throw a little laughter. It's interesting how the Bible says, and do good. We are so accustomed in, in the religious, you know, Christianese language of being charismatic Pentecostal where, don't do good, brother. Good people go to hell. We got to do godliness, godly. Well, that's so true, but it's interesting how so many verses in the Bible talk about Jesus went about doing good. It didn't say Jesus went about godly and holier than thou and honoring tradition and talking Christianese language, nor does it verse even say, you know, and go about, you know, doing godliness. And we know, we know you're supposed to, yes, but it's interesting how we sort of uh, water down the word good as if it's bad now. You know, like we can't even use the word good now as a Christian. We've got to use the word godly because it sounds so potent and powerful, you know. Hey, you know what? Good is good, folks. God is good. So I love good. That's a good word. So it says, and do good and give or lend expecting nothing in return and your reward will be great. Now, I'm going to stop right there because I know that it continues a little bit, a little bit further, but I want to stop and reread that. But love your enemies, do good, and give, expecting nothing in return, and your reward will be great. Now, I want us to think about this for a moment. Why on earth, <laughs> I mean like why, ask why, why on earth would you put in the same exact sentence, okay, love your enemies, and do good and give. Why would you put good and give and love and tie them all together in the same verse that talks about your enemies? I mean, why don't you just say, hey, by the way, love your enemies. You know, move on, move on, move on. Next chapter. And let's talk about goodness today. You know, it's interesting how this verse encompasses loving your enemies with the, with the understanding to give. Now, we as Christians are so accustomed to, you know, sowing, you know, reaping what we sow, sowing on good ground. The Bible says that. Yes, you're 100% right. Law of attraction. We want to think positive. We want to think, uh, we want to put it out there and, and be able to get things back in return and, and cause thoughts to become things and all this wonderful stuff. And all this is true. However, this verse sort of stumps us up, does it not? Because I'm like, okay, loving your enemies and why are you talking about goodness and why by far are you talking about, you know, and giving. What if, okay, what if this scripture is referring to the fact that God sees all that as one? He doesn't separate us because He doesn't see us separated from people. And what if God sees us and says, says to us, loving your enemies means you do good even towards your enemies. So what if God is saying, hey, love your enemies. Hey, do good to your enemies. Hey, and by the way, you can also give to your enemies. Think about that. So what if, this, what if this one sentence, this one verse, is meant to all co-labor together because God is saying, I don't really care. You just love people, period. You love your enemies. You love your friends. You love the body of Christ. You love the Buddhists, the Satanists, the, uh, the Hindus. You love people that are atheists. You love your white neighbor. You love your black neighbor. 
Oh, let's go a little further. Let's, you know, you want me to love that gay person down the street, God? Oh, my God. Well, they're in a lifestyle. Well, guess what, folks? So are we. We're all in a lifestyle. If we're not in a lifestyle, we would die. I hope to God you have a style of living because if not, you'd be six feet under. And you know what God says? He says all the above you love. You love people, period. Because in this verse, he says, first and foremost, realize not everybody's your enemy. But he's saying, hey, but if you have some enemies that truly does just doesn't like you, whether it's for the gospel's sake, or maybe you've tried your hardest and maybe they've got some meltdown self-esteem issues where they're just going to hate you. Well, guess what the Bible's saying to you? I don't care. <laughs> Let's put, I want to say I'm going to put some words in God's mouth according to this verse because God just says love your enemies. He doesn't say accept, you know, or accept this kind of person or these kind of people. He says love your enemies. So God says this to you, okay, in another language. He says, I don't really care. I don't care who, who they are, what they are. You love them. Love your enemy's spirit. And by the way, when I'm talking, this is God talking, and by the way, when I'm telling you to love, hey, why don't you do some, do some good for them and do the good to, the, to everyone, the good, the bad, the ugly. Do good for people that you love, people you hate. Do good to people that, that are, are you're on the same political team as Republicans. Do good, oh, wait, wait a minute, take it a little further. Do good to those who are Democrats. Do good to people like Hillary Clinton if she's your enemy. Hey, do good to Obama. If he's, if he's your enemy, hey, do good to Trump. Do good to Biden. Do good to anyone, even if they're in, your enemies, because God says, I don't really care. Because I told you to love, period. Love conquers all. Faith, hope, and love, and yet the greatest is, is love. So when you see that love is patient, love is kind. So it's backing up this verse to say God is saying, I don't really care. You love period. Okay. Not caring what side of the, what team you're on, what side of the ball, you know, the ball game you play or whatever the old saying is. I don't care what side of the tracks you come from. You love period. And in loving, you do good. And when you're doing good, if someone wants to borrow money, I don't care if they're your enemy, if they're Democrat, Republican, black, white, gay, straight, Asian, whatever you want whatever words we want to use. We could say transgender. We could say, you know, uh, the bullies. We could say uh, the KKK. Oh, I hate that. But you know, hey, let's just be honest about it. You know, um, let's see here. Anybody else? Let's see any any hate groups. The uh, I think they're Black Panthers. I'm just going to make up some stuff. No matter what we want to say, okay? Let's just say it. And yet God says, God says, hey, love your enemies and do good towards them. And while we're at it, God is saying, if, you, if someone needs to borrow some money, you give to them. Now, that's not even the part I'm going to talk about today, okay? Well, this verse to some people is like, I don't like that verse, Jeremy. I'm going to throw it away. I don't want this verse. Well, guess what? This lines up with law of attraction. It lines up with what's in your heart because God is letting you know, I will try the heart to see exactly what's really where it stands because it's easy to talk Christianese language, speak in tongues, hundo shundo, whatever you want to call it, and it's easy to do all the things we do, but the truth is, God's like, I don't care if you're doing those things. Really, it means nothing to me. I'm going to turn my ear to you and not even pay attention to all your hocus-pocus Christian stuff if, uh, if, and don't get me wrong, it's important stuff because it's Bible, but God says, but if, if you don't love people, all people, I can't, you're clanging symbol to me. Okay, so roll on the floor, hype, shake, quake, you know, whatever you want to do, visions, dreams, prophesying, no matter what you do, it means nothing to me if you don't love. So God is saying, first and foremost, love is the highest thing. 
And I think what we should be doing in the church is not even just teaching people, let's say, hey, you want to speak in tongues? Hey, you want to lay hands on people? Hey, you want to learn law of attraction? Hey, you want to be positive? Hey, you want the, you know, the mind of Christ? Instead of, while, we'll say not really instead of, but while we're teaching all this other stuff, why don't we teach on something higher than all of this? Because all this is still just a noise to God. All of it is, unless we love everyone. 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 In loving everyone, including your enemies, including those that don't like you, including those you don't like with, those you don't like, including those that you don't agree with, here's the key thing he's saying. You love anyway and do good to them as well. The same good you would give your brother and your natural sister, your siblings and your mom and dad. And the same good that you would give your pastor and your prayer warrior and your intercessor. Hey, goodness spreads abroad across to every human on this planet. So you love every person on this planet and you do good unto every person on this planet. That's what the verse says. And that's not even the part I was going to talk about today, folks. Because it goes on to say, I love this part, and give. Now, check out the next part that is really a doozer here, okay? I'm going to step on some toes, including my own. And it says, expecting nothing in return. God, you're asking a whole lot from me. (laughs) You're asking a whole lot from us. Because God, have you ever seen America at Christmas time? (laughs) You know, you you, you think about it. You're like, God, have you ever seen people on birthdays? Have you ever been in every one of our houses? Because we're telling on all of ourselves. Where they say, hey, what does she buy me for Christmas? Is he buying me a present? Oh, man, I I better buy him a present too. Hey, by the way, how much is she spending on me? I want to make sure I spend the same amount of money on her. Well, is she buying me something? If she does, I'm probably not going to buy her anything then. That way we just sort of, you know, caught even. How many of you, I'm going to step on your toes and mine, how many of you have even thought that? You might not have said it, but you've thought it. How many of us has even heard the scripture and still go back to the same thing as saying, I don't care. I need to know if she's going to buy me something. I need to know how much she's spending. Is he going to get me anything? Hey, is my fiance going to buy me this? Hey, is he, you know, is, is he, you know, am I finally going to get that dinner I've been asking for for my birthday? And all of a sudden, we get all these things, and yet God says... So God takes it to the umph extreme, as I call it. He takes it to the pinnacle swing of the far right, which says this. Love, do good, and give to all people. And while you're doing that, don't you expect anything in return when you're giving. Now, that alone is hard enough. And now we incorporate Christmas time and birthdays when we say... But how much is she spending? Did he get me a present? Did she get me a present? Oh, I don't know. Are we swapping presents this year? How many of you ever said that? Are we swapping presents this year? See, Christmas, and, and I know we're past Christmas, but Christmas and birthdays has nothing to do with are we swapping presents this year? That type of question, honestly, are, automatically deals with your heart. It automatically says what's true in your heart. Because the heart should always be, I don't, you know, let's not even talk about that. Like, we, like we're not even talking about who's getting each other presents because I love you, so I'm going to buy your present anyway. So, so that's what I plan to do. I'm not going to voice it out loud. Hey, by the way, guys, I'm buying everyone presents in here. Hint, hint. How many's ever done that before? Um, you know, in other words, you're saying. In other words, I'm buying you presents, so you probably want to go buy me something in two. That's what you're really thinking. That's what's in your heart. If not, you wouldn't have said it out loud. Come on, because true love would say, I don't have to say it out loud. True love would just say, I'm going to buy you some. I'm going to buy these, buy them something because I love them. And 
never opened their mouth. So on Christmas Day you go and you're like, oh, I want to get you something. And here's the problem. Here's the catcher that many of us come to. Many of us say, but Jeremy, I don't want to make the person feel bad. They didn't give me anything. Let me tell you something. That's not your problem. Okay, it's not, that's not your problem. And what's really great about this is God says expecting nothing in return. When we as, as believers and God begin to look and say, you know what? If I'm sitting here saying, oh my God, I'm embarrassed. I didn't get you anything. That's, it's just coming from your heart. It, does not, it doesn't mean you're evil, you're bad, you're stingy, you're selfish, or you're giving, you're loving, you're not giving, you're mean, you're screwed. It just means you just didn't get into them anything. I mean, unless your heart is saying, well, I didn't think it was going to exchange presents. That's a bad thing that's coming from your heart. And, and all, or also your heart might be sitting here thinking to yourself, you know, um, gosh, I just don't, huh, I don't want to buy them anything. They made it awkward for me. Now I'm going to feel like I have to get them something. Guess what? That's coming from a bad negative heart. Come on, folks. I mean, giving is probably one of the most powerful ways on this planet that truly tests the human heart. Because when you look at the heart and you say to yourself, if I give, it's going to be given back to me. And it, and it might not be that person. It might not be from Joe Blow or, Susan, or Sister Susan down the street or the nun or the priest or the pastor or my intercessor prayer warrior or the prophet or the apostle or my sister or my brother or my neighbor, my best friend, my, my, my guru, my teacher, or whatever you want to call them. It, you know, it might not come from any of these people. However, God says give and it shall be given. So the expectation according to that other scripture you should have is, you know what, I'm not going to worry about it. Because I, do I really want back from the same source that I put it into anyway? Because I want God to be able to surprise me. And God will give it to me when I truly need it the most. And let's just face it, folks. If I give you a present at Christmas time and I make it known out loud that I'm buying you something. Or like, hey, why don't we have a limit of $100 or $20 or $10 limit this year while we all buy something for somebody? You know what's going to happen? They're all going to go out and try to say, I can't find anything for $10 or twenty dollars. What am I going to do? Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! And they'll end up buying you a gift card. You know, I, and, and, you know, I've always said to myself, "What is a gift card at Christmas? If you give me a gift card, I get I get you a gift card. Why don't we just keep our own gift cards, right? I mean, you know, that's like saying let's swap shoes, but we're still going to have a pair of shoes if there's the exact identical pair of shoes, you know. And so it just makes no sense to the human mind. It's just something that you just you we just do just to look like we're we're holy people that we're giving them something, right? And yet they're giving us the same thing back in return. See how silly that sounds? It's, it sounds so silly, does it not? But what it does is it tests the human heart. To really say, if I give you something, you know, I don't want you to know about it until the day that comes when I feel in my spirit, not about you, doesn't mean that person doesn't love you if they don't get you anything in return, not at all. It just means you won't set yourself up to be hurt because they would not be the ones hurting you. Oh, I bought her this beautiful dress for her for Christmas and they didn't even get me anything. Guess what that says? It says you have a nasty heart. <laughs> Pardon my language, but you got a nasty heart. Because, because what it's saying is, you know, that person wanted to do good to you and just buy you something. And there might be a day, one day, when you you might feel like you know, you want to bless them with something. I always say when people say, I just feel led to buy them something. I'm, I want somebody to say, in other words, what you're saying is, 
within yourself, you don't want to give. <laughs> you know, I don't want to get them anything. I got to be, you know, if you got to be prompted by God to give, something is really wrong with you. I mean, you know, come on, folks. Something's really wrong if you if you have to be pushed by the Spirit to say, give your offering, buy that person something. Now, there might be times out of the blue and out of the ordinary that the Holy Spirit might say, hey, you know what, hand, hand, I want you to do something for them. Absolutely, God. That's different. But if you got to be prompted by God to give every time, something is really wrong with you. You know what I mean? Come on folks. I mean, talking to the choir here, right? Because giving is, has no attachment. Giving, you give because you love. And even the place of even this scripture being an, an opposite extreme of what we would normally think, it's saying, hey, you give even to your enemies. Huh? No way, Jose. They've done nothing for me. They've been ugly to me. They've treated me horrible. I am not going to buy them anything. But according to God, through Jesus, I love, I love how people get religious about it. But through Jesus, I love you in the Lord. If you love me in the Lord, what you're saying is you really don't love me. You just have to be loved. You have to love me from God because God told you to love me. That's not true love. <laughs> Come on. If I love you in the Lord, what I'm saying is I really don't love you, but God is making me love you because that's what we do as Christians. Then what you're saying is you really don't love me and your heart has done nothing. I laugh at this because it's so funny because we've all been there. Your heart means nothing then, right? I don't love you in the Lord. I love to surprise people and say, have I told you today I just love you? And when I do that sometimes in life coaching or maybe at the end of, end of a prophetic word, they're like, uh, if I'm talking to them, I can remember someone. Uh, thank you. You know, because people are caught off guard because they don't know what true love is. And true love doesn't mean you have to attach the name of Jesus to it or God to it. It doesn't make it any holier. It just, holier. It just means you really don't love me, but God is forcing you to love me because it's what you do. It's law. It's not grace or mercy and compassion, right? And so this verse is saying, I want you to go to the other extreme because you can't even, if you can't even, uh, if you have to talk to your loved ones about how much we're spending and your loved ones as far as like, are we buying each other presents this year? Or our loved ones to say, hey, by the way, is she buying me a present before I go buy her one? Is he going to buy me that ring before I, you know, in, you know, before I go buy him something? Isn't it crazy how we're so manipulative that it's, it, I've heard some women to say, but tell me before, if he's going to buy me a, a ring for Christmas, you know, to finally marry me, then I'm going to have to get it. I'm going to give him something nice. And I want somebody to say, yep, you're the one I would not want to be married to. <laughs> I do not want to marry someone like that, you know, uh, because you, you have to look at it for what it is. This really speaks of someone really, to be honest with you, pardon my language, but just has a nasty heart <laughs> because it's not, it's not a pure, sincere, loving heart heart that just says, I don't care. I don't have to mention it to you. I just do it because I want to do it. I just do it because I want to do it. You know, how many of you would go into a restaurant and you might say to yourself, you know what, if I found myself buying somebody's dinner down the, you know, like a, two tables over from me, it doesn't make it horrible that you, you know, that you tell the server, hey, I want to buy these people's dinner, you know, and then sort of let them know that you bought it for them. It doesn't mean you're horrible. It just means it's a little tacky. You know what I mean? It's like a little tacky here. It's like you're just, you're just wanting that recognition of like, look what I did. I want you to know I did it for you. But it doesn't mean it's horrible. It's just a little tacky. But what I love to do, and I do it all the time, at least once a week, we actually, my household, check this out, my household literally takes $100 every two weeks or maybe even, or 200 and we'll, we'll cash it out to the bank, the ATM between, of, of ones, fives, well actually we don't do ones, I'm sorry, we do fives and tens. And we have this little stack of money in an envelope 
I want to say we keep in our car, but you know, who knows? There might be some crazy, crazy person out there saying, I'm going to rob their car, you know? Uh, but the truth is, is like, if you have to do that to get the money, hey, you can have it, you know? But what we do is we keep money in our cars. And, and every week or every two weeks, you pass that money out. You see somebody, you know, you just, you just give it. Well, God, whether God leads you or not, you see somebody who feels like you need it, or they're down their luck, or something's going on with them, or you just want to do something for them, then do it. Just pass that money out to where it's gone out of your hand within those two-week period. Now, my thing, I've always had a... I personally, I have always had a strong, um, not conviction, but a true passionate love for Hispanic people that come to this country looking for a better life. And when I see a lot of religious, very religious, pharmaceutical people like, you got to do this, you got to do this if you're going to come in this country. And I'm like, thank God Jesus accepted you in his kingdom. Because to me, if I was, if it was my kingdom with that attitude, I probably wouldn't accept you, you know. But, uh, but, I, but I have a, a heart for people to say, all can come here. I don't care. You know, uh, I don't even care about the word legal or illegal all can come in my house because I love period. They know that's just me. I, I want people to have a better life because I just purely just love with no attachments, period. That's just me, okay? That's just my heart, okay? Nothing to get political about. Just, that's just my heart because I have a strong passion about welcome. If God welcomes me as, the, as, a, as a sometimes a horrible person I am in this kingdom without saying, get this and get this before you enter, hey, you know what I'm saying? Why don't you do anybody else? That's just my heart, okay? Speaking from my heart. Uh, but what I'm, I'm saying is I love to go in, uh, I don't go to, go, go to Kohl's a whole lot, but if I'm in Kohl's or Macy's or some of the other places I shop, and if I see sometimes a Hispanic or, or, or anyone like that, I just like their family kids, I'm, I'm, I'm a sucker for it. I'm just like, I buy their stuff, and I'm just, I'll go in front of them and say, you know, if they speak English, I know you don't know me, but I let, I'm going to buy this for you, you know? And they might wrestle sometimes, no, 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 you know? And, uh, and I'm like, you know, do it, and they're like, gracias, you know? And I'm like, I want to, I, wa I want to. And so I always say I've got money in my, my pocket just burning a hole in it to be able to give it away. And, and because there, you know, there's, it's a surprise. There's no expectation. I'm not expecting to say, I bought this for you. At least you could do is hug me. <laughs> yeah, at least you could do is give me a, send me a thank you note. I mean, you know, you, you, you don't care about that kind of stuff. And I love this verse because it's telling you right off the bat, give and expect nothing in return. Because the, people are not the ones that they give back to anyway. Wouldn't you rather God give back to you good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over the way He chooses, by what means He chooses, by what avenue He chooses to give it back to you? Because do you really? maybe you don't need the return right now. Maybe God will wait and store it up in heaven since our treasures are in heaven. On the day maybe when you're down in your luck or you're not doing too good or you lost your job and all of a sudden supernaturally God uses someone to just bring you some money and you're like, this is when I needed it the most. And that way you don't feel an expectation from a human that you gave. I've heard people say this before. I've actually heard people say this before. Now I'm stepping on, on all of our toes. And I've heard people say, I give to so many people. And when I'm down, nobody gives to me. It goes to say right there, well, you know what? Why did you give in the first place? Because if you give, you should never even have an idea to say, to be manipulative or to sort of operate in type of... Um, uh, well, I'm trying to use the right phrase. I don't, I don't use the word Indian giver. That's a bad phrase. We don't want to use that because it's something that we used to say as kids, but it's very disrespectful. So I don't want to go that route. But I'm trying to think of something to say when it deals with, you know, do you want to give and just expect in return to where when you're, going, when you're down on your luck or something's going on with you, you're going to be like, I gave so much away to these people. None of these people would help me. 
then once again you're still bringing it up that I help them, why can't they help me? Because you have to remember, God is our supplier. And God will make sure something and somewhere that everything in this universe will work out for your good. And everything in this whole entire universe somehow will put together a structure for you that God will bring to you that will, that will meet your need in time of, of trouble. And that's the kingdom of God. And law of attraction, even attracting things by how we think, even talks about the same principle, which is, you know what? I want to attract things into my life. How do I attract things into my life? By the power of the highest law in the universe, which is giving and loving. So I'm going to give those things away, and I'm just going to be guaranteed to be taken care of. And folks, I want to tell you how old I am, 51, hint, hint. Uh, but guess what? My life has been secure because I've operated by those kingdom principles. And I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor my seed begging for bread. Never have. And I believe in my spirit I never will. Because I operate by, don't ever question in the sense of telling me I will give something back to you. That's almost, you might as well say a four-letter dirty, four dirty word. I've literally said that to people. I've, I've, I've actually said, I would rather you give me a four-letter word than, than say what you just said to me. Because I don't expect anything in return. It's out of sight, out of mind. When I give you something and I give you money, I don't think about it. And next time I see you, it's literally out of my mind. Because I don't even want that in even a mind to even remember yeah, I gave that to them. What do they do with their money? Are they going to give it back to me? Oh, let me watch what they're going to do with that money. If you're going to watch somebody with what they did with that money, you didn't truly really give, give them money. You gave it with an attachment of control, making sure that what you give them that money for is going to be used for what you want it to be used for. Folks, that comes from a, once again, let's everybody say it together, that comes from a nasty heart because that's not Bible, right? It's not the heart of God, and we want to all have the heart of God. So let today's podcast challenge you and set yourself free to where you won't set yourself up to hurt from and by yourself. Don't get hurt from yourself. Because I guarantee you, when you give to somebody else and they're not able to give back to you a present or something, their mindset could be on something else. They're not, they're not sitting here saying, oh, I wouldn't get you anything, you sorry. You know, you know what I mean? They're not going to be thinking that. And even if they did, even if they did, the, the, the God reminds us, hey, you know what? Your enemies can, might, might be thinking some nasty things about you out of their nasty heart. But when you give, you don't care. doesn't matter what other people think. Doesn't matter how people respond. What matters is you gave because you love to just give, period, with no attachment. This helps you to not hurt yourself from yourself. This hurts you to protect your heart because giving is a powerful tool that will protect your heart when it's done and when it's given from a sincere, true heart of God that you have. So thank you again for tuning in to today's podcast, folks. Once again, as always, you guys are amazing. I love each and every one of you. I thank God that you are here on this planet making a difference in, in people's lives. And you're changing the nations by changing yourself. I love the old saying, you know, uh, if you want to see a change in the world, be the change. And that's so true. So thank you as always. Don't forget today, guys, go to the website, identitynetwork.net, and download or purchase the hard copy of my brand new book and workbook this month, Combo on Numbers. You guys will love it. Have a blessed day. And as always, if you don't like your day today, hey, guess what? Rethink your, and structure your thoughts, and your rest of the day will change. God bless. 
This has been the Thoughts Become Things podcast with Jeremy Lopez, helping you reach your highest creative potential that God has for you. For more episodes, products, and information on Jeremy, visit www.identitynetwork.net.